Welcome to Mendocino Theatre Company's Reading on the Radio. I'm Pamela Allen, Mendocino Theatre Company's Executive Director. And tonight we have a very special program which features local students performing their own very personal stories. These stories were directed by Lori LaPaul, who just happens to be here right now. Over to you, Lori. Thank you, Pamela. Good evening, everyone. I'm Lori LaPaul, and I'm delighted to present works from students from the Mendocino Community School, the Mendocino High School, and the Mendocino K-8 School. With great thanks to Ken Krause, he's our wonderful sound technician, and great thanks to the students who just have so much courage to write about things close to the, close to the bone, close to their heart, and who wrote about loss and death. We learn so much from others if we're open for it. We learn from fathers, mothers, teachers, grandparents, aunts, uncles, friends, and we learn as much, if not more so, from our children. So without further ado, please enjoy the wise and heartfelt words from Maitreya Tindal, Frey Barty, Penelai Inkun, and Angelino Martinez. I'm Maitreya Tindall. I'm 12 years old. I go to the K-8 school and this is my monologue for the Rain Performing Radio Workshop. an average man with an average life. I didn't ask for any of this. How was I supposed to know my mother's sister was some kind of demented nun? Why couldn't I just have a normal life and a normal family? But no, my mom just had to get in a fight with her demonized sister and turn the whole family tree against each other. <sighs> of course. Now I have to deal with my family shenanigans. And well, folks, that about sums up how I ended up here, in a dungeon. <laughs> prompt was someone that had passed away and if you could bring them back now and how would they help and give to people in today's world. One of the first things that inspired me was my beautiful she-cat, Ikarita, who had been our cat since I was born. It was very special me. In honor of my cat, my monologue is dedicated to Ikarita. And with no further ado, here it is. Time. It's something us humans are always thinking about. It controls us, drives us to get up in the morning, go to bed at night. It controls life and death. For many, time is an enemy, taking away ones we love and causing destruction. But time is not the enemy, nor is death. At least that's what my mother told me before my cat passed away. 
I still remember her deep blue eyes and her long, silky, elegant white fur and the way she would meow over and over again when she wanted something, as though she were trying to communicate with us. When people came over to work with my mom, who's a therapist, my cat, Icarita, which means a special type of song in the Peruvian jungle, would lay on the patient's back and calm them with her soothing rhythmic purrs when they were having a hard time, despite the fact that almost everything scared her. But when she felt someone in distress, all her skittishness and fear vanished. That's why I believe if she were alive today, she could help a lot of people. Hi, I'm Frey Barty, recording for the Mendocino Theater Company. I thought I'd read for you today a personal narrative that I wrote about how I first got my dog. It's called, Are You Here for Lexi Early? I awake in what to me is both a blink of an eye and a thousand centuries later. A ray of light peeking through strong redwood branches pierces my slumber. Bright spots dance over my mother's hands on the steering wheel. Out of the still darkened folds of my mind springs hope, joy for the quest we are on. A month ago, the family dog died. This was no great sadness for me, for... All I had known of her was the image of an angry old mutt, forever irritated by my existence. But I was used to having her around. A few weeks later, my mom and I had both gotten sick. The don't-get-out-of-bed kind of sick. We were lying there on twin couches, and both found ourselves drawn to the winding path of the internet. Eventually, through many a rambling, a tour of classical music, art, and Pinterest, it brought us to PetFinder.com. Strolling through the puppy videos, we found dogs galore to fill the gaping poodle-shaped void in our hearts. 
now as recovered as we could get my mom and i are going far down the california coast hopefully to find the pup of our dreams the tall reaching redwoods changed to golden rolling hills and then to great buildings stretching costcos and factories passing out of the main city our car rolls down an occasionally columnar lined lane my mom half growls when we pass the county animal control center they open at 12. We were too early. She keeps driving me silently cursing. The control center website says that they're first come first serve. And I don't want to lose my chance at the wonderfully strange freak of failed selective breeding that was the poodle we had fallen for. A colorful sign flies by advertising a skydiving museum. My mom leans forward. Do you want? No. My fist slams into the surprisingly hard leather dashboard. I raise it, bruised. Haggling can turn anything around. I don't know whether it was a family phrase or the sheer passion in my voice or just my mom's unwillingness to deal with me, but the car swings grumpily around into the driveway we passed. It's what I expected from an animal control center. Dusty lot, tall slatted chain link fences, imposing building barking dogs. My mom looks smugly at the closed gate. I step up to the slats, peeking over. A long minute passes. My mom turns away. Let's go. There's no one here. But I keep standing there, eyes darting across the area, half obscured by the slats. My mom grumbles more. For me, though, I'm fighting a great battle for a life I've seen glimpses of. The timpani rolls like thunder into a great bay. It teeters over an edge, threatening the breaking of the tension. Each elongated beat fills me with dread and hope the same. The woodwinds rise, a second epic wall fighting back, and soon the rising keening strings break, and a heroic melody is freed. It takes hold and sweeps the other instruments into its endless movement. As my mom utters her final warnings, it happens. Are you here for Lexi early? Asks someone from the other side of the fence. I had done it. Though the victory seems small, for me, it is great. My surprised mother and I shuffle into the clean hall, then to the dog run. It has a bench and a few splotchy browning trees on sandy ground. A sad place to be the home of the only outing a dog could get here. But this doesn't mean that a sad dog inhabits it. Lexi, our new dog, bounds. Desert light cuts through her soft, curly gray fur. A plump black nose is set above an adorable underbite. Her rows of tiny teeth are framed by an incredibly cute mustache. Her paws punch the ground, spraying miniature sandy explosions skyward. Leaning towards a sphinx pose, she makes a practiced show of play. Lexi is begging for a place in our home in the greatest way she can. This quaint day taught me much. As I rode home with Lexi on my lap, I thought of the value of perseverance. I realized how important trusting myself really is.
listen to my song Don't get mad because it ain't no harm I want to play with your poodle Can I play with your poodle? Now let me play with your poodle I mean your little poodle dog Yeah That was the end of my narrative. Thank you guys for listening to this part of the segment so much. I love making it. I'm at the Mendocino High School. If you really like what I wrote or my voice, you can check me out on KAKX 89.3, their live show schedule on kakx.org, kakx.org for some music shows. You can find me on YouTube and Amazon under my name, F-R-E-J-B-A-R-T-Y for books and films. Both questionably written. Stick around, I think there's a lot more show and interesting stories to be told and these young voices. Can I play with your poodle? I let me play with your poodle, I mean your little poodle dog. Hi, my name is Panalai. I'm a freshman at Mendocino High School and I am a writer. This piece, All the Things She Could Bring, is about my mom, who is a first-generation immigrant like me. It's a piece about when she first came to America and all the things that she could have brought. first came to America from Thailand in 2010. She packed her bags with clothes, toiletries, her paperwork, a coat for the cold nights ahead, and a personal carry-on. She could bring one more thing as well, seeing as there was another ticket. She could have brought another suitcase of her personal belongings, her clothes, her jewelry, her favorite foods freeze-dried and safe for travel. She could have bought packages of instant flavorings of her most enjoyed foods, recipes for meals she wouldn't be able to eat in America, or contacts to the restaurants that surrounded her home. She could have bought with her her wealth, her reputation, her fame, or her recognition in the community. She could have bought her favorite dress with pink flowers and striped patterns, her case of DVDs of old movies and albums, or photo albums filled with pictures of her family. She could have bought medicine only found in Thailand or beauty products that were merely better from the country. She could have bought her oldest daughter, her only son, or her youngest daughter. She could have bought anything to this new country she had little clue about. Instead of all those things, she brought me. (laughs) 
and this is a dialogue that I wrote for a simple prompt of what's on your mind. I will be reading this with my friend Sarah Rose. What's on your mind? I can't relate to, just want to break through what's on your mind. The circle motion, bring up the bullshit, it hurts a lot. I'll never get you, I've always been true, it's on your mind, on your mind, on your mind, on your mind. What's on your mind? My Spanish midterms, my essay for English, the promise I made to a childhood crush 17 years ago, the bread I put into the oven that I really need to take out, the fish I forgot to fed, the people I never met, the friends I've never made, the test on science on Friday, the fact that at any moment we could all die because the sun decided to be a drama queen and explode on us before our due hundred years were up, frogs, Rehearsals for Cats the Musical on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursday nights, except for June 9th, 2027, because that day is a day reserved for celebration. Horses. How the moon landing was fake, and the lost city of Atlantis is really just Atlantic City, New Jersey, but no one is brave enough for that conversation. Really, just the mere fact that no one, including scientists and marine biologists, don't know where baby eels come from the math test I have to study for, how we don't actually know why NASA changed from researching the ocean to trying to figure out space travel. We don't know what or who they saw to make them change courses so drastically. What made a whole organization change from looking into a thing that covers 70% of the planet they're on to trying to find a way to get off the planet as quickly as possible? Really, just horses in a general sense. You could have said nothing much and moved on. But that would make me a liar and a poor screenwriter. Poor screenwriter? You're a freshman student. So is the kid writing this, as well as a screenwriter and a liar. Hello, my name is Angelino Martinez. I'm 15 years old and I'm a sophomore at the Mendocino High School. What you're about to hear is a piece I wrote about my grandmother who passed away a few years ago. I hope you enjoy it. If I was a flower growing wild and free, all I'd want is you to be my sweet honeybee. And if I was a tree growing tall and green, all I'd want is you to shade me and be my leaves. Death isn't foreign to me. I've seen much of its work. The cold gaze upon our futile and bland stories. Whomever calls themselves master of fate. The sheepdog who moves us by fear. That divine energy is what makes flowers bloom in the spring. Death will eventually take my uniqueness and recycle what's salvageable. My functions will turn to dust and the human in me will be gone. My grandma was taken three years ago. I was in the hospital bed next to her. I heard her take her last breaths in the teary-eyed twilight zone I found myself in. 
with her left a sense of safety and childhood. I hope her smile finds its way back to me. More than in dreams, though. Could it find me in a state of something tangible? If one part of her could be resurrected, it would be the way she looked through lies and pain. Only saw what she could teach you. I am the person I am today because of her love. It was the days of harvest I wish I could remember. White peaches lying under cold limbs, the same tree I befriended so many years ago. Tasting those peaches, the fruits of her labor, made me realize how unequivocally unable to imitate she was. Under her tree, I felt as safe as I did in her arms. Her words brought me more than love, but a sense of safety and comfort. She was colorful, unique. She lived her life knowing nothing was ever given. That's why her tree never went unpicked, and her family never hungry. That's who she was. That is my grandma. Just listen to Maitreya Tindal, Frey Barty, Punalai Inkun, and Angelino Martinez, all performing their own original work. And now we have two students here with us this evening, Sarah Rose and Katan Sosnovec. Both of them have worked a lot with the Mendocino Theater Company. And I'll start with you, Sarah. 
What do you find important about theater? I think that it is a really wonderful way to get to sort of like become someone new. Just like when you play a role, you're turning into a whole different person and you're like changing into a whole new life. And it's a really cool way of like artistic expression where like you are expressing yourself because you're playing this character, but you're also having this opportunity to step into a whole other world. And it's really fun. Yeah. Well, you've played different characters, both serious and comic characters, I think. Is there one that you like more to do or that's more challenging? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think it really depends on the character and the situation. They can both be really hard. They can both be really fun. Um, I do really like comedy. Yeah, it's funny. I I mean, that comes with the name. (laughs) Yeah. So what have you done? A lot of things with Mendocino Theater Company. Yeah. So I have done some radio plays, some one minute plays, some workshops, and I'm an intern. I think that's all the things I've done. They're all pretty awesome. Yeah. Tell us more about being an intern. What do you do? Yeah. So I come into the theater right now, once a week, sometimes twice a week. And I sort of just help out with whatever's needed. So I do some cleaning. We reorganized a whole bookshelf. Um, I've moved some furniture around, made some tea. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I look at like scripts or format or like put scripts in binders. That that one's fun. You get to like hole punch paper. (laughs) We've made you really work hard. Poor child. Oh, yeah. And I um, I take over the Instagram account every week and do a little post. Well, Sarah, um, not only are you active in the theater, perhaps you'd like to say something about your other work. You're very, very busy as an activist with the Jackson State Demonstration Forest. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to say, but I'll give a little short version. I am part of the Coalition to Save Jackson Demonstration State Forest, and that means a lot of different things. I've done a lot of different things, but It's a really important cause to me and I devote a lot of time to it. And maybe a little plug, you guys should all go to our website, savejackson.org. If you are interested in more information, it's got the links to the different websites of the different organizations in the coalition and a place to take action. Yes, you are definitely very, very passionate about it, uh, Sarah. And I've learned a lot from you and the other young people who have been active in that. And I think you're bringing a lot of people with you which I think is great. Katan, hi. Hello. So talk to us, Katan. Why is theater important to you? You've been involved with it for a very long time. I think since you were, what, mm. maybe six or seven? Probably a bit later than that. Uh, not by much, though, I'd say. I remember going out on stage. I always related it to having the audience kind of feel like sunlight in a ray. Their, you know, their expressions and their emotions felt as the rays piercing through you is something I, a large reason I came back. It's an interesting sensation. Now I am still drawn to it. It's still a large part of my life, my thoughts. Theater in general, you know, the act of playing a character, you know, being someone different, it always was appealing and I it's something I wanted to refine and have become a part of myself. Was there any particular role or thing that you did at our theater, Katan, that really spoke to you in particular? In particular, spoke to me. It's interesting. I, I wouldn't say that there is perhaps a role that specifically I may have like related to or 
changed me, at, at least yet. But I feel as though, in general, the experience of acting specific parts, of playing the role of someone else, becoming and playing a character, I feel like almost helped with empathy, wearing someone else's shoes. In yes. A sense, I think. Yeah. Well, Kitan, you also have done a lot of technical things. You've worked backstage as assistant stage manager. How was that? Well, I feel like most of my stage managing experience was a bit unusual. I was an assistant stage manager for William Shakespeare's long lost first play, which was probably, well, not probably, it was the most raucous and silly show I have been a part of. And very unusual to be a stage manager for. I feel like, you know, what I'm getting into now with stage managing and being a part of theater on the technical side is more traditional. And so even though I do have experience being a stage manager, I wouldn't exactly call it your ordinary stage manager experience. <laughs> Thanks, Katan. Um, Sarah, Katan, both or either one of you, what would you like to say to, to other young people? Because the theater would love to have more young people involved. What could you say to them to encourage them to join Mendocino Theater Company or become part of our wonderful company here? Well, one thing that I really appreciate about the theater company and just generally about being in plays is you get really close with the people that you're working with and they become like a little family. Um, whether that's just for one production or it spans throughout multiple and you really get to like know these people and you get to work with them a lot and it's an awesome way of making new connections. Definitely I've often experienced that because you work pretty intensely with each other don't you? Yes and sometimes for like two or three months at a time. Yeah it's long usually we have six week runs and then uh, a six week rehearsal period so it is quite a bit of time that's true Kitan, do you want to say anything about that yes i feel theater i remember you know me choosing to be a part of theater and discovering it as a passion was something wonderful that happened to me i do consider writing and fantasy to be one of the three passions of which acting is included. I feel like if you don't go out there and try new things, you might never really find what you're good at or what you want to do. And so I say, try it. You don't need to adopt it as your life, but it's an option that I think is important to experience. Out of the mouths of babes come the wisest words. Thank you so much, Katan and Sarah. You have been listening to Mendocino Theatre Company's Reading on the Radio, featuring works by local students Frey Barty, Maitreya Tindall, Panalai Inkun, and Angelino Martinez. I am so impressed by these young people, and it really gives me so much hope for the future of theatre and our world. Speaking of theatre, we're very excited because... We are actually planning to get back on the stage next March. In March of 2022, we will bring back our first production in two years, the very timely comedy Eureka Day by award-winning Bay Area playwright Jonathan Spector. The second production is Visiting Mr. Green by Jeff Barron, 
a play about friendship, family, and forgiveness. The third production is The Moors by Jen Silverman, a really deliciously dark comedy. Number four is In a Word by Lauren Yee, a riveting comedy about grief and loss. The fifth production is Native Gardens by Karen Zacarias, a hilarious comedy of good intentions and bad manners. And for the first time in a long time, we will have a main stage youth production, Lockdown by Douglas Craven, which is a contemporary thriller in one act. We do hope you will join us next season in our newly refurbished theater with all COVID safety protocols in place. For more information, go to mendocinotheater.org. There you will also find information about classes, workshops, auditions, and ways to donate. May the new year bring health, happiness, and peace to all of you. Stay safe and stay well. Thank you for listening. Good night. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.